Right, here we go. Brady Harris, how are you, champion? Good, mate. How you going? Take two, mate. Take um, two. Mate, cheers. Cheers, thank you. Thanks for doing this, mate. You're all right. So you've been back at uh, Aridi training for a couple of weeks now. Two yeah, weeks? slowly. Once a week at the moment. <laughs> How's it been being back? Sore, sore as hell. <laughs> I was training pretty good at the uh, start of COVID, but in the last few months, um, yeah, slackened off a fair bit. Yeah, so you were, you were training pretty regularly, hey, before COVID? Yeah, yeah, I was starting to get into it. Not yep. quite as much as like your likes of GC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's been pretty regular lately. Yeah. What, um, what prompted you to come back? Summer coming up, basically. Yep. <laughs> I'm starting to get pretty soggy after the, <laughs> the whole COVID period of time. Soggy. Um, just feeling good about yourself. It always makes you feel good about yourself when you sort of consistently start coming to the gym. So. Yeah, 100%. For those people that probably don't know you, you've been trying to get to the 5.30 classes. Yeah, trying to. Yeah. <laughs> a bit hard getting out of uh, bed in the morning some days, but um, yeah, especially when it's cold. Yeah. I'm the biggest fan of the cold. It's been pretty busy. That's, a, that's the most popular class too. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Which is... A bit uh, hard. You've got to book in sort of yeah. the morning of two days in advance, otherwise you're not getting in. What What have you found the hardest in the last two weeks coming back into it? Is it the soreness or just getting up? Or getting up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the cold, cold weather, motivation, getting up. Yeah. Once you're out of bed, it's not too bad. Once you get to the shower, I'm fine, but it's just that initial jump out of bed. Yeah. That's a killer. Hopefully. I'm booked in for tomorrow, so hopefully it'll turn up. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be right. Mate, I just wanted to dive straight into the present. You've got you own a couple of businesses at the moment. Yeah, so I've got Harris Kitchens and Joinery, which is my main business. You could call. Yep, been going for nearly six and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Started out with a little factory by myself in North Richmond, and um, now we've moved to Mulgrave, and there's about so there's a six person about to start in the company. So yeah, yeah, okay. slowly growing. Awesome. So. How did that all start? What what made you want to start your own kitchen joinery business? Um, I had a bit of a falling out with my old boss. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to do a fair bit of work on the side and then he was sort of getting greedy, taking, you know, pretty much all of the profits out of it and keep them for himself. So I thought, why not get my own factory and have a crack myself? And yeah. in hindsight, I was probably a bit naive because I didn't have much work lined up or anything. But you put yourself in that situation, you sort of got no choice but to make it work. So yeah, all's well that ends well. Do you remember the day where you said, I'm fucked this, I'm going on my own? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it was one big job and there was a fair bit of profit in it. I'd been spending Sundays, night times, you know, my lunch breaks, weekends, whatever, whatever time I could working on my own work. And then it got to the end of it and he took sort of 90% of the profit and said, oh, this is the reason why, this is the reason why, this is the reason why. I'm like, Ouch. fuck that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I bend over backwards to you every day of the week and try to make a bit for myself on the side and you want to take most of it and... That's what sort of triggered me to think, get out on your own and have a crack for yourself. How old were you then? 25, nearly yeah. 26, I think it was. Yeah, yeah that, that's young to have a go. Yeah, exactly. I sort yeah. of leased out a factory and then once I got the keys, I'm standing in my factory thinking, fuck, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> I need to find some work. Um, yeah, lucky a few things fell wow. my way and um, ended so up buying a few machines and things and here we are today. Did you, you see? So did you lease it or did lease you? the factory? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. was at North Richmond, just at North Richmond. There, yep. Uh, how long were you there for? Up until the end of last year, so five and a half years. Okay, so it was a good um, run there. So yeah, it was a good run. Just outgrew it. Served the purpose. It was massive when we started, and after a couple of years, it was just full, working over the top of ourselves and nowhere to store anything. So, mm. so go back right to the start. So you got the keys standing in the in the factory. Yeah. What was the first thing? Was it get staff, get work, get machines? What What was your process? Um, I had every intention of just um, outsourcing, like the cutting and the edging and the sort of process of it, and putting everything together by myself in the factory. First step, I sort of got some work through um, through a mate, uh, just subcontracting with him. I'm a shop fitter by trade, so we're doing some shop fit outs, and um, we did some massive weeks in shopping centres, and that sort of got me financially a bit more on my feet, and then. Um, and then, yeah, ended up buying some basic machines and word of mouth, sort of a few friends wanted work done and then their friends wanted work done and as most businesses do, it starts to grow from sort of that platform. Yep. And, um, yeah, didn't put on any staff for probably two years. So I, I used to have mates that helped me. Mm-hmm. I had a mate that was actually a copper and he'd um, obviously did work, you know, block work or whatever you call it. And um, so he'd help me at a time we installs around that and then my mate's dad would help me. Another one of my mates would help me a couple of days a week and then... Yeah, it wasn't probably maybe two years until I put on my first apprentice. Yeah, wow. So you're just growing it organically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, 
No business plan or anything? No business plan, just all in my overthinking mind of mine. Oh, mate, that's great. And that's I think that's sometimes you can overthink, you know, businesses with business plans and pro- yeah. procrastinate and try and make things perfect. Yeah. But best way is just to jump into the deep end and just go for it and, you know, just be authentic. Exactly right. I look back on, especially like mid-20s was party time and yeah, I don't know how I made ends meet at some, time, some point, so... <laughs> Party in midweek and yep. you know Mondays you were never there early. But so you got your first apprentice. So I got my first apprentice, a bloke from um, I just advertised a bloke from Orange named Hayden Haydos. Haydos, he's a weapon. Was he? He only left. He only left about six months ago because he wanted to move back to Orange, and I couldn't offer him enough money to keep him. But he had his heart set on there. What are you moving back to Orange for? Yeah, Haydos? I know miserable <laughs> cold, big smoke, hot. mate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he just missed his family and didn't have really anyone. He moved down here just for work and rented a, a unit by himself. But ideal worker, just worked, never complained, never. Know, never had sick days. Showed up on time. Showed up on time, and you didn't didn't ask you a hundred questions a day. Just knew what to do. Eager to learn. Yeah, love learning and um, love drinking. <laughs> <laughs> sort of goes, play, work hard, play hard. Exactly right. Yeah. So, how old was he when you put him on? Uh he was twenty one, so he was mature aged apprentice. So, okay. When was your next employee after that? So, I had people sort of here and there, and had a mate that I used to work with that worked a couple of months with us, but. Full-time employee was Ryan, who I've still got with me now. Yep. Yeah, he started oh, probably three and a half years ago now. Yep. Um, that was a big step, like putting on a tradesman, because obviously apprentice wages are a lot cheaper, and I was sort of always daunted by the thought, and that's what I always do all the hours and all the time myself. But, yeah, it's the best thing I could have done, starting to put on people and take the pressure off yourself, and you can sort of focus on the business more rather than yeah having to do everything. So. You start working on the business and not in it. And Correct, so yeah. Much. But then I guess having staff then creates more headaches. <laughs> a, a different a different element that yeah, you need exactly, to worry yeah. about and, and focus on. Pros and cons to everything. Yeah. So fast forward to now, you've got six employees? Uh no, there's six well the six including myself about the start. Yep. Okay. I've actually got my old boss is actually in doing all my installs now. I've got my my fiance's uh little brother helps with deliveries, so there's a fair bit going on at the moment. Yep. You predominantly predominantly do kitchens. Um, yeah, well, custom homes, mostly custom home joinery fit out. So, um, you know, kitchens, walking pantries, laundries, alfresco areas, vanities, study units, TV units, mm-hmm. anything joinery, basically, some wardrobes. Yeah, okay. Um, that's sort of our, bread 90, probably near bread and butter, probably 90% of our work. And then there's sort of bits and pieces here and there. Yeah, okay. Um, odd kitchen renovations and, um, yeah, done a little bit of commercial work, but it's a bit of a headache. Are you still... Uh, going by word of mouth or do you do a lot of advertising um or? not too much advertising got um you know socials facebook instagram i've got a lady that um actually did a job for um four or five years ago and she looks after social media so she's um looks after that side of things for me yep which is probably one of the best forms of advertising these days and it's 100%, free so 100 percent. um yeah i'll get a fair few inquiries off that What's your Instagram page, just for a plug? Um, Harris Kitchens and Joinery. Follow it, guys. Give it a follow. Um, I've seen your um, some of your work on there, and it's just it's awesome. Like yeah, I, I like I've said to you before, I rent, I don't own, but it makes me want to have my own kitchen. Seeing some of your work, mate. So yeah, it's well, quality. thank you. It's definitely quality. I'm sort of lucky. I've had the opportunity from some like you know local custom builders where. Um, People have sort of had the budgets to, you know, experiment a little bit and sort of go that step further. So mm. I'm sort of lucky. Yeah, I've had the opportunity to be able to do a bit nicer work and not just do the same thing day in day out. That's yep. what keeps it exciting, I guess. Yeah, hundred percent. Can you remember a job that was your most challenging? Actual work, not really. Clients, yeah. Okay. Any? <laughs> I won't go into names, no, but one no, recently, no. absolute nightmare. Oh, really? Just yeah. Yeah, I won't even mention her last name, but it, yeah. it speaks words about her. Yeah, leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had any strange requests or? Um, I had someone ring me and ask if I can build them a coffin. Oh, nice. Which is pretty odd, and I'm like, it's not really up my alley, and I'm sort of a bit creeped out by it at the same time. Probably cheaper than a funeral home. Exactly right. Yeah, they that's are. probably what they're looking for. And the the coffin's five, ten grand these days. Yeah, <laughs> mate. Just well, if I go, just. Undo one of the sides of a plyometric box yeah, exactly. and just shove me in there somehow. And just we join a couple of drop jump boxes together yeah, and just and get you in there. Yeah, just chuck me in there. 
my old man used to say, I don't want a box, just throw me in the gutter of Parramatta Road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, eh, Dad? It needs a bit more than that. Yeah. So how long have you had the business? Six and a half years? Yeah, nearly six and a half years, yeah. What's been your biggest lessons? People won't do for you what you do for them, generally. Yeah. Which is a pretty sad thing to say, but, um, you know, there's a lot of good people out there, but there's a lot of not-so-good people, I guess, out there. Mm. You know, they've always, or everyone's always full of false promises, like... A lot of a lot of early earlier days I've always been young looking at them. I was still young at twenty five, twenty six when I started. People were always like, Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, just do this stuff on my house and then um I've got all this work coming up and then you do the work on their house for next to nothing and then that all that work yeah. never comes up. So I I think I learnt that real early and that was a big lesson that, you know, people will promise you the world but don't bank on it. Yeah, go by people's actions, not their words. Exactly right, because everyone, yeah. <clears throat> I drove up the central coast for this job and I did it for next to nothing. They're like, no, I've got my whole house and I've got my friend's house and this and that. And then I did this little job for next to nothing. I remember I finished it Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve one year, I got home at 10 o'clock at night finishing this job for them and then I never heard from them again. So, Wow. That was an early lesson learned, which I'm sort of glad I learned it early. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And that's what it is. It's all lessons in business, isn't it? Exactly really? right, yeah. Would you start... The way you started, if you could go back six and a half years, um, would you would you do anything differently? Trying to think what I'd do. I'd definitely do things differently. Um, I guess just like you said, it's learning as you go. Mm. Everything's good in hindsight. Looking back on it, probably put on staff a bit earlier. Like I'd probably take on, on too much workload myself, and I still probably do. Um, every time I put on a new staff member, it's probably been six months to a year later than I should have really. Yeah. Yeah, probably not be so hesitant with putting the staff on. I was never hesitant with buying, you know, machines or anything like that. But, yeah, hesitation with putting on staff would probably be one big thing I'd change. Yeah, okay. I was always scared of, like, another wage and, oh, that's going to cost me this much a year. How am I going to cover it? But you find a way to make it work. Yeah, they sort of become calculated risks. Yeah, exactly they? right, yeah. Yeah. What, would, what prompted the move to Mulgrave? My landlord was a dick, number one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we out, we outgrew it. Um, Can you shed any light on what made him a dick? Oh, he's just a wanker. Like, just little clauses in the contract. And I was young and naive, signed this contract. So it's a one plus one plus one. So you get the option after the first year. Got to the end of the first year and I said, oh, I want to go on for the second year. And he goes, oh, no, if you're reading the clause, you've got to tell me that three months out. Oh. Here's a new contract, put my rent up. It's just things like that. And then strata and everything just went up. Um, but the main reason they are growing it, so... Um, A-grade dick. Yeah, he's yeah. a wanker. Yeah. He still is, nearly, yeah. <laughs> avoid the area to avoid him. Yeah, the main reason to move was I ended up buying my own factory at Mulgrave, so... Um, Congratulations, Thanks, man. mate. So that was a long time in the planning. Was that was the decision to buy your own unit come out of dealing with <laughs> a dick of a landlord? Or was it more of a, I want to have an investment? One of my builders that I sort of look up to, I speak to him a fair bit. With, I was talking about leasing a bigger factory somewhere and he goes, whatever you do, do whatever it takes. Try to buy your own factory would be the best thing you ever do. And I was dead set an hour away from signing another lease at a new factory at South Windsor. Mm-hmm. And then I spoke to him. He goes, don't do it. I'd do everything in your power to buy your own factory would be the best thing you ever do. And he was right. So thanks to him. Worked out all right. Worked out all right. Yeah. Um, so you're definitely glad of that about making that decision. Hundred percent, yeah. <coughs> now it's it was like a lot of effort and a lot of stress, and because I bought off the plan, it was sort of delayed longer than it should have been. I was getting kicked out of my other factory, so it was sort of stressful period of time. But in hindsight, yeah, definitely one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah, whereabouts in Mulgrave are you? Uh, it's Park Road, uh, around the corner from Bunnings. There, mm-hmm. um, just in the new complexes. Yeah, seventeen units in our complex. Uh, complex was stuck down the back corner. Yep, okay. It's good away from everyone. Yeah. So do you have a showroom there or is it um, like showrooms there? half done? So we've built the structure for the showroom. I finished all my offices upstairs and things like that, but um we just sort of actually build the joinery for the showroom, which is something we're trying to do short term next couple of months. Yep, cool. So um, if anyone wants a kitchen or some work done, yeah, just hit me best, up. What's the best way? Um yeah, if you're from the gym, obviously just come chat to me or you know, yep. email me Facebook. Instagram, Instagram, whatever, yeah, there's a million avenues these days, so. Yeah, awesome, man. Like I, like I said, like, the work that I've seen you do is just quality and... Cheers. You know, thanks for doing those plyometric <laughs> right. my future coffin. Yeah, so, mate, that's awesome. 
if life wasn't hectic hectic enough, yep. you've gone and bought another business? Yeah, so um bit of a different story. My fiance I'll refer to her sounds still weird saying that. What's her uh, name? Brie. Um Hello, Brie. She's uh, always wanted to get involved into um business herself. Um, she was going to buy into her current boss's business. Yeah. Get a lot of advice off my accountant and, and sort of talking to him about it. And um, he goes, "If you're going to invest money, why don't you get a Pinot and Picasso?" So, so yeah, I actually know the couple of the couple of guys that own Pinot and uh, the whole business of Pinot and Picasso. They actually started the first store was in Penrith, mm-hmm. um, and now we yeah we've ended up buying a franchise at Gladesville. So, for people that don't know, what's what's exactly Pinot and Picasso? Um, so Pinot and uh, Picasso is Australia's number one paint and sip experience. Beautiful. Basically, um, yeah, don't be deterred. It's not a painting lesson. No one judges you. It's just an excuse to get on the piss and have a good time <laughs> with your friends, basically. like I'm, I've got zero artistic ability and I've done it a few times and everyone seems to have a good time. So Yeah. Um, I've seen yeah. some of that artwork that comes out of that place. Yeah. Jesus. And you actually, because it's a step-by-step process, you're – what you think you can't do, you can actually sort of do, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you just follow the basic instructions, obviously the detail is not there for punters like myself, but um, you're actually pretty pretty happy with what you can what you can come up with. Yeah. Why Gladesville? They, they tell me one won't work in the Hawkesbury. I'm still sceptical of that. <laughs> I'd love to open one in the Hawkesbury, but they've got, like, they've done all the data and the, the target market of people and how, um, what areas and mapped out areas that will work. You know, the local areas, Rouse Hill, Castle Hill, Blacktown, Penrith, all taken. Yep. Um, and they said, why not Why not Gladesville or, like, the right area? And then, yeah, we looked at the shop and within a couple of weeks we signed the lease. I think it's pretty – people are pretty, I know, trendy and sort of into art, I feel like, from Gladesville, sort of Putney, Hunters Hill, with yep. that sort of area. So, just yeah, it just felt good from the get-go and, um, yeah, been open six weeks now, I think. Where are you on Victoria Road? Victoria Road, yeah, it's on the on the main stretch there. So and uh, it's got its own Instagram page as well. And yeah, Facebook. yeah. So yeah, Pinot and Picasso. Pinot and Picasso Gladesville. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So check it out. How do people book in? Uh just on our website. So there's links on Instagram, Facebook. Um, if you just type in Pinot and Picasso, it takes you to the main website. You can click on uh, click on Gladesville store and shows you all your artwork and all your options and. Book a group and get get on the piss together, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Can you drink anything other than wine there? Yeah, bring whatever you want. So, oh, so it's just BYO. It's just BYO. We don't have a liquor license or anything. Bring your own food, um, you know, beers, wine, spirits, whatever you want. Yeah. How long's a, a standard session? Like so uh, two and a half to three hours is probably yeah standard sessions. Mm-hmm. Do different events like pop up events where we go to people's houses and things like that. They're usually um, two hours. Christmas parties, hens nights, things like that. This sort of seems to be pretty popular for, so. Yeah, okay. Could we have one here at Reedy? Yeah. Like that's a pop-up? We could, but what the, the grey area is, if there's a pop-up on location, the nearest store gets it. Right, okay. So that's what I've had, like, some connections in, like, say, the city and things, and they're like, oh, we'll bring you in for the team building events, and um, they're like, oh, actually, the nearest store gets to it, and it's sort of you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Uh, lose some, sorry, so. Yep. We could maybe do it on the sneak. Nah. <laughs> well, what we could do is so, how many people can you fit in a store? At the moment, with just because of COVID, with 17 total, so sort okay. of 16 people with the artist working there. Yeah. So we need 16 already souls. Exactly right. And we'll carpool it down to Exactly right. Yeah. All right. I'll we'll just get a minibus and I'll drive everyone in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it happen, don't yeah. Um Speaking of COVID, with your two businesses, what's been, how have you handled this time? So, if anything, with the dronery business, it's been busier than ever. Um, I think I've had a lot of builders' work sort of land at this point. Um, I think people are just sitting at home, nothing to do. Yeah. Thinking, how can I... Staring at that kitchen. Yeah, staring at the kitchen or need a study desk because I'm working from home or need new wardrobes and um, and people can't travel, so people probably saving more money than usual. Um, Some people are crazy enough to be getting their super out to do house renovations. Yeah. Probably not the smartest move, yeah. but each their own. Um, if it adds value to the, if they own the house, yeah, or you know, even if they're paying it off, but if they're pulling money out, twenty, because you get twenty grand, yeah, yeah. If you can pull that out and renovate your kitchen, and or even you know, you study and you can add value to the home, it's still a sort of an investment in a way, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of if it adds value to the home, then 
you're probably not losing as much. Yeah, you're right. But um, so yeah, that's that's probably fair that you know they've been sitting at home and you know I want to renovate something and I've got the money here to do it. Yeah, why? So, so why not? Yeah, I think yeah, construction's still going crazy mm. with the Pino Bencaso. I think it's. It's a little bit steady. I think people are still pretty COVID wary and yeah. wanting to stay home and not be around other people and book too much or anything. So yeah, making ends meet but not flying in there. But that that will change. Like I think people slowly start to get more confidence in being able to go out soon. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, now it's starting to warm up a little bit. I think people are going to be tempted more to go out and sort of 100%. get back to a routine. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you think you'll open up more Pinot and Picasso's? Oh, there was early intentions. Like, oh, Definitely oh, one here in the Hawkesbury. Yeah. I so remember. are they against one in the Hawkesbury? Oh, or? they're just not sure it'll work. So okay. I've been in like the owners, he, one of the owners, Aaron, I speak to regularly. And I'm like, I reckon I can make it work. And he's like, oh, I just don't, no, I don't think so. So maybe further down the track, I said, don't don't let anyone else do it before you offer it to me. Give yep. me first right of refusal, but give me first dibs. Um, intentions and at least trying or doing some pop up events and still sort of getting yeah. feedback to see if it would work or. How's Brie found it? Uh yeah, pretty good. She enjoys that a lot more than her, than her current work that she's doing. So yeah, um, it's all just a positive sort of atmosphere. There's no like stress yeah. and what, like there's well there's obviously stresses of owning the business, but everyone's so happy and it's a. It's a fun activity and everyone's drinking sort of thing. So mm. it's not like you can't really do anything wrong, basically. It's just yeah. all positive. Yeah, mate, the videos and pictures I've seen that you've put up on the Instagram page, it's just people having a good time. Exactly right, yeah. That's what I was just so drinking like, with your mates. How can you go wrong? Where, with the kitchen joinery, where do you want, are you hoping the business can evolve to? Or um, do, you, do you have a long-term goal in mind or...? Or Not more staff. I don't want more staff. Staff, yep. are, staff are a headache. As long yep. as I've got good boy, uh, um, I've got good boys under me, sort of thing. But um, I don't want to be one of these guys with 20, 30 workers. It's just yeah, focus on too much quality. overhead. Yeah, too much, too much concern. I'm sort of looking and looking into sort of outsourcing a lot of manufacturing mm. and more like managing jobs rather than being the manufacturer, the installer, things like that. I think that's probably where I want to be at managing managing staff and always. Looking after everything sort of creates yeah. too much stress. Yeah. You're happy at Mulgrave? Yeah, I'm happy. It's so central to everything. It's I live in Wilberforce, so it's not too far from there. Yeah. Um, straight on the Windsor Road down if we're doing work sort of down towards the city. So yeah. Um around the corner from the hardware. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty convenient. Just around from Bunnings? Yeah, just around the corner from Bunnings. Yeah, so, so where is your majority of your work? Done a heap in Pitt Town. A heap in North Richmond, sort of like the new home developments. Travel it as far as uh, down the south coast, Newcastle. Big job. We just finished in Matraville. So mm. we will travel for the right jobs, but try to keep it local. Yeah. Um, got a big job coming up in Palm Beach. Oh, really? Yeah. Three-story house overlooking the wharf and the, the lake or whatever you call it there. Tough life. Yeah. They're the jobs I sort of enjoy doing, but because they're sort of not just for the money side of things, but they want to do things that are creative and sort of classier and more style rather than just your sort of day to day average kitchen. So it's sort of more enjoyable that work and makes me love it more. Mm. Do that? You find? Do you find that they get more a bit more creative with their? Yeah, or they let me get creative if they're sort of some people are sort of tentative. Yeah, and want want to hear the answers from me what they want. Some people know exactly what they want, so Mm. that's a. I sort of usually have to gauge where the, what level they're on and usually I suggest ideas to sort of people like that. And they're like, yeah, let's just do it, let's just do it, let's yeah. just do it. So. Oh, like I saw one bench, like you had a, a, ben- or like, yeah, a bench and on this side of the bench, let's see, you've got the kitchen on one side, the bench and then sort of the stools and living area. And then you had drawers coming out of the bench. Oh, maybe door, maybe or a door, door on the yeah. other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like... Just for storage, yeah, and stuff yeah, and like yeah, you can never have enough storage. It's yeah. always a big selling point, especially when people are going to sell. Yeah, so. definitely. Like, and just when you think about those things, you can get a bit creative and a bit clever with yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not just doing your plain white kitchen every day of the mm. week sort of thing. It sort of yeah breaks it up a little bit and doesn't just become repetitive. Yeah. Do you do staircases? Nah, yeah. I never learned. That'd be a pain. Oh, I did a made a mini staircase set when I was at TAFE. I think <laughs> I still got floating about somewhere, but. <laughs> I wouldn't know where to start now. They they just look like a pain in the ass. Yeah, 100%. I've yeah. seen big, especially like when they're metal stairs, I've seen them go in and oh. then 
the bottom rises 30 mil out and have to remake the whole set of stairs again. <laughs> Ridiculous, yeah. When you go in and put in a kitchen, do you find a lot of, like, walls out, floors out? Depends. Like, most of the new, most of builders I work for around here um pretty good. Like yep. Pretty lucky. They're pretty, you know, they frame straighten and, you know, laser their floors and things like that. So... Pretty good, but then especially renovations. Like the boys are at a renovation today. It's 15 mil out of plumb one wall. It sort of throws everything out, and we've got to start modifying cupboards on site. And Yeah, because you probably don't, well, especially the older houses, you probably it's hard to factor in a cost too when you've got a, an old kitchen sitting there. You've got to rip that out and put a new one in, and you don't know the problems behind Yeah, any there. surprises you might get. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't do too many many renovations, sort of like I said, bread and butter sort of new homes. But Okay. Yeah, you do get, you know, your sort of 20, 30-year-old homes, you might find surprises and a bit of mess. <laughs> That's why we try to avoid them if we have to. Yeah. What are you, right now, looking back in the last six and a half years, is there one thing that you're really proud of? I know it sort of makes me proud being a hard worker. I've put in a lot of time, so yeah. just sort of growing the business by myself and not really, haven't had any sort of, haven't been fed any money by anyone or... Yeah. Um, you know, I've just sort of, I feel like I've done it all myself basically without having to get too much advice off too many people. So it sort of makes me proud that I've make it, made it happen myself. Yeah. Um, Going from realising, don't treat me like shit. I'm, yeah. You know, I have some value. <clears throat> yeah. Standing in an empty factory with your keys <laughs> to where you are now, you should be proud of yourself. Yeah, yeah. You? Cheers. <clears throat> no matter what industry you're in or the type of business uh, usually there is some core elements yeah. in in every single business yeah. that if the ingredients in that is right and the the mixing of that is 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 spot on you your business is usually doing well yeah exactly right no matter what industry you're no, in all of them work hard so it's i've always been a big believer you got to put the time into it and things things don't just happen you got to make and ha- make them happen so 100 percent, man. um a lot of them yeah Sort of talk about how the stupid hours we do and yeah, what what is a normal week for you? What how many hours? Um, usually do like six six thirty till seven thirty Monday to Thursday. Sort of six thirty till five thirty on a Friday, and then sort of half day Saturday. So probably shit. Yeah, at least sixty hours sixty hours a week. Sometimes early days. I remember I did a four hundred hour month. Jesus. Four hours of a, for four weeks of a hundred hours a week. How'd you feel That's, at the end of that? Oh, exhausted. Toast, <laughs> yeah. Just toast. Eh? Yeah. Fuck. I'd, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that now. I'd fall asleep, I reckon, on the <laughs> job. <laughs> no one would blame you, mate. <laughs> four hundred hours in a month. Yeah, <clears throat> it was ridiculous. Yeah. How many jobs are you pumping out with that? Like, um, I was subcontracting. That was real early days. I was subcontracting with a mate. We we're working in the shopping centre, so that was a. Chatswood Chase Shopping Centre. So that was 400 hours apart from driving back and forth to Curradrong. So Jesus. we'd sometime, we'd get home at 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning and then wake up at 5 and go back there. It was just, it wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly falling asleep on the freeway in the back uh, on the way home. Yeah. So That's yeah. hectic, man. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go back to those days. Nah. <laughs> Pretty good money subcontracting, but doing that sort of hours, especially when you're fresh off wages. Yeah. You're fresh off wages on bloody $24 an hour or whatever it was on to, you know, yep. subby, subby rates and those sort of hours, you feel like you're, you're flying at that point. Yeah, going nuts. Um, do you want another beer? Yeah, why not? Yeah. I'm going to grab one. One sec. All right, back. Round two. Um, whereabouts did you grow up? I uh, lived in Blacktown until I was five, and then um, we moved to Currajong. Um, and now I lived there for the best part of twenty years. Yeah, a little okay. stint. lived in lived in Whistler in Canada for six months. Jesus, how did that then, come about? Um, did a lived the snow season down Jindabyne when I was well, maybe twenty one. I think I was. It was just a life down there, partying, snowboarding. I can imagine. Hardly working. Yep. Just living the bum life with your mates. I think there were seven of us and seven of us in a big unit. Yeah. It was just, yeah. What'd you do down there? Uh cleaners, so Oh fair dickhead. We used to I was a bed maker, I used to make all the beds. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good money, so we'd like subcontract. It was just on, the, on an ABN, and I think we are getting $28 an hour, which is a lot of money when you're 21. Yeah, yeah and then we did that, and then... A couple of people talking about going to Canada. And I was like, I've got nothing to lose. Why not? Yeah. Were you with uh, Bree then? Nah, nah. <clears throat> this is years before Bree. So. Yeah, radio. 
do you make your bed at home now? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> <laughs> well, I'm first out of bed every day, so it's good I don't have to. But Perfect. No, nah, I, I used to make 30 beds in, uh, some days. Wow. What was no. the, what, did you find anything interesting? Yeah, a dirty tampon was probably the worst. Oh, filthy. Jesus. Disgusting, but... Any sex toys or anything? Nah, nothing exciting. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sniffed a few sheets, but nah, no good. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, little story from the cops. We used to, when we used to do search warrants, it used to be a bet on who could find the sex toy the fastest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it'd be common. Yeah, always the bedroom was the first first room checked. Everyone wanted to go to. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So what was Canada like? Whistler. Yeah, unbelievable. One of the most scenic places I've ever been. Yeah. Um, more cleaners again over there. You made more beds? I made more beds, yeah. <laughs> Clean bathrooms and all the, the rubbish. But it was pretty cruisy because like, people would stay there for a month and we'd go to clean the house. And because everything was always snowed in, like the bosses couldn't check up on you. So Perfect. I remember cooking like full roast meals in people's apartments because we were there to clean and they had so much leftover food like we'd sit down and have a sit down meal for a couple of hours because the, the roads are snowed in so the bosses weren't driving around everywhere like we were only just being able to get there so yeah right um but yeah the lifestyle over there was unbelievable we had like a little snow park in our backyard and had lights set up and speakers in the trees and it was just yeah dream lifestyle I was speaking to my mate one of my best mates, um, he lives in America now, but I was over there with him and we like, life was so much simpler back then. There was not a worry in the world. We just yeah. partied and snowboarded and did minimal work and still made things work. Did you ever ski or did you just nah, snowboard? No, I just snowboard. Yeah. Yeah. Did you skate? Um, were you on a skateboard? But like a little bit, no good. But nah, no good. All? I'm the worst surfer in the world. <laughs> I've tried a few times. I'm just like, I don't think this is for me. Yeah. Did you pick up snowboarding pretty quick? Yeah, I wasn't too bad at snowboarding. I never got real good, but like I picked it up pretty quick. Yeah. And, okay. um, yeah. It's pretty peaceful just sort of cruising down the mountain in the cold air with, you know, a bit of music on your headphones. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, Do you get down there much now? Nah. Like, when was the last time you were there? Two years ago was the last time I was there, so... I was meant to go down a few weeks ago, but then we opened up the Pinot and Picasso, so that sort of put an end to that. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm keen to get back down at some point. I don't think really they've had much snow, but yeah, recently they have. But yeah. it's been the worst snow season to date in forever. So okay, uh, maybe next year, brother. Yeah, maybe. Mm. What's what's the sort of temperature does it get down to in Canada? Um, where we lived, it sort of, it hit like minus six to minus seven, I think, off memory, but it wasn't ridiculously cold. I think, I always found when you live at the snow, it doesn't seem as cold, like if you look at the temperature, I think, because you're prepared for it and you're, you know, you're rugged up in jackets and beanies and thick socks and things like that. It never seems as cold. Yeah. But, yeah. um, yeah, we'd wake up some mornings and have half a metre of snow at our back doorstep and we'd have to dig it out sort of just to get out of our door. Really? It's a cool, cool yeah. sort of lifestyle like that. Did you ever want to go back there? Would you, um, do, it, would you do it again? I don't know. Like it'd be hard now. If you yeah, obviously this, now, but... After, maybe holiday there? Yeah, definitely, 100%. Mm. I want to see a lot a lot of other places I haven't been to before then, but I definitely plan on getting back there one day. Yeah. Have you travelled much elsewhere? Yeah, I've travelled a fair bit, to be honest. Whereabouts have you been? Um, been to Fiji a few times, Japan when I was younger, um, America a few times, Thailand, Bali, um, did Europe a couple of years ago. Yeah, mad. Trying to think, that's about it. What's your favourite place? I don't know, I have a favourite, different places for different reasons. I think the biggest surprise package is Queenstown, New Zealand. Really? Like, it's like just... For skiing? No. Or just, just adrenaline sports? Scenic, small, cosy town, so close to home, you don't have long flights, um, people are good there, just a relaxed sort of atmosphere yeah. and not too expensive i think it's just sort of surprising when went yeah i've been there three times in the last 18 months sort of thing wow what's um, what's the sort of cost like a week there like just oh, just to ski. It's, it's nearly it's nearly the same price as heading down to sort of perisher or something here like yeah you'd probably go there yeah 100 yeah, yeah there's there's more mountains that's just it's, it gets real windy Mm. Over there, it's been like I went there for a week, probably eight years ago, and we snowboarded two days out of ten, mm. two days out of eight or whatever. How many days are there? Because the, the lifts were always shut because of the wind. So, 
Mm. I think that's probably the only negative, but yeah. um, I like different places for different reasons. We um, did like a boat tour around the south of Italy. That was pretty cool. Yep. Went to like Mykonos and Eos and um, Santorini, is it? Santorini, Santorini the one with yeah. the, the amazing sunsets. The, the, like you go into all every holiday unit and they've got that picture of the, all the white Yeah, the, the white stairs. and that the, Santorini? Yeah, that's Santorini, yeah. yeah. So I know I think I had so high of expectations that it was a little bit of a letdown, if anything. It was the last step of our... Europe trip we went on a couple like, of years ago. Did you like party hard over? Yeah, and yeah, Mykonos and yeah, I was starting to feel my age at that point. <laughs> How old are you now? I'm 32 <laughs> now, so I was 30. Everyone. I was 30 when I was there and um, had a couple of all-nighters and it just ruined me. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone 40 plus right now. And I know what you I know feel. the feeling, yeah. yeah. yeah 100%. Um, what did you love about Fiji? Um, just being relaxed in the sunshine and, um, yeah, I've been there. That was the first country I ever went to when I was probably eight or nine and then I went back, um, a few years back just with Brie and, um, yeah, yeah, just laying around the pool, just drinking beers all day and do a bit of fishing, a bit of kayaking, a bit of whatever. Just yeah. forget about. Just relax. The stresses of the world, just, yeah, just relax. Yeah. We're on an adults only little island, so there's no kids running around being annoying or anything and... <laughs> Um, but yeah What um, Did you like Bali? I like Bali So I've been yeah. to Thailand a few times I think I've been to Thailand three or four times And um, everyone's like Bali's way better <laughs> I think I like Bali better Maybe because it was new to me But um, Yeah Cheap for what you get oh, like, Cheap as Eight of us went for my birthday I think that was last year Maybe the year before Maybe last year And um, We had this like massive villa That was unbelievable And it was so cheap And mm. Um, Whereabouts did you stay? Uh, Uluwatu, I think it is. I have no idea where that is, but I've Where's been to Bali once. I fucking hated it. Yeah, where <laughs> do you stay? Right in the right in the guts of Kuda. Yeah, okay. So this and is Uluwatu. I think Kuda's like the young party. Yeah, area. Uluwatu yeah. is, I think, an hour half an hour away from there. It's a bit more. It's still party, but yeah. a bit more relaxed. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I I described my so I had five nights. Yeah, and um. But it seemed like I was in Parkley Markets yeah. with a broken sewer. <laughs> oh, yeah, like it doesn't that. smell the best. It was filthy. Yeah, yeah. And, like, just shit everywhere and just dogs everywhere and just, I don't know, it was hot and I hate it. Hot and humid through the days. It's yeah. just like you just got to stay around the pool all day until the yeah. sun disappears. So, yeah, 100%. So yeah, I'm I not going back in a hurry unless that's the first place it opens with COVID, but... <laughs> Again, it's cheap and you can duck away there for four nights and you've had a decent holiday. If yeah. You deal I think with I the need dogs. to go back and experience something different than that main street of Cooter. Yeah, so I didn't even know. I haven't even been to Cooter itself. I've driven through it, but I haven't actually been there. Yeah, I've heard it's a bit of a shitter. <laughs> um, yeah, with this COVID shit, like, man, they're talking two or three years before. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I say maybe places like America, yeah. The biggest concern would be when you get back if you've got to quarantine for a couple of weeks or... Yeah, that won't be so bad. I think they'll... I saw a newspaper article that they will trying to create a bubble between Hawaii and Australia. I've seen that, yeah. But there's no way that the government's going to let us come back and not quarantine. Nah, definitely not. So, it's, yeah, you have a two-week holiday, you got to have four weeks off work. It's not real feasible. Mm. All right, so they get a vaccine for COVID and everyone's got it and they reopen everything. Where's the first holiday you go? Back to Europe. Yeah? Yeah. We were meant to be in Europe two weeks ago um, doing what we didn't do last time, like Croatia, yep. and um, I want to go to Auschwitz and sort of don't mind a bit of history and yeah. go to Germany and um, Ibiza or Ibiza, whatever you call it. Yeah. I'm getting... I'm getting pretty old for that now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to try. I still, have, oh, oh, I still have a crack. I'm just going to plan like two days of rest after my one big night. I can probably get away with. Yeah. Still young and young at uh, young at heart, but yeah. physically, I think it's starting to take its time. We all are, and um, <clears throat> the older you get, you just got to. It's like quarantine or isolation. You sort of yeah, I'm going to have a big night, but then it's a self isolation. Exactly for, right. But as you get older, it becomes like two days, becomes three days, becomes yeah. four days, and even just having six beers now, I sort of wake up a bit groggy. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Before we used to have Mate, you a heap a, of beers and every weeknight. <laughs> and just go to work in the morning at 5.30 yeah. and it wouldn't be a concern. And then back up again, you and go then, again. Yeah. 
now, mate, you have a big night Saturday night. It's Wednesday before you're feeling good. Exactly, again. 100%. Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> takes a week depending on the night. Oh, shit. Um, getting married? Yeah, so we're meant to get married in January. We're engaged two days ago. It was a year since we got engaged. How's all the planning for that? Are you still on track for that? Or yeah, so we're meant to get married in January and we have to push it back because we're getting married in Queenstown in New Zealand. So, um, Are you really? Yeah. Nice. Somehow convinced her to get married on a golf course over there. <laughs> it's where they hold like, the New Zealand Open, the golf. So it's, She must it's, love you. Yeah, I think she, yeah, she yeah. liked it as well. We, yeah. we went and visited and it's, yeah, it's real nice. Yeah. Um, so we pushed it back to November next year, but... Yep. Still starting to get a little bit sceptical of that as well. Yeah, okay. But surely another, you know, 15 months away, surely. Yeah, I hope so. Do you, do, you think, do you think everyone will get to travel, like family and friends? Well, or? that's what, yeah. <coughs> I'm not, I don't want to have a wedding, not having a wedding over there for the sake of having a wedding over there. If everyone can't come, then we'd probably just end up finding somewhere here to get married. So Yeah, okay. Um, we might push it back a few months after that, but if it gets to a point... Um, we'll just probably end up getting married here somewhere. Yeah, okay, fair but enough. I've got my heart set on that, so it's hard to... Yeah. It's unreal, the place, and... Um, yeah. Surely, what, in 15 months, Australia and New Zealand will sort their shit out. And You'd hope so, but then, yeah. bubble going on where they'll, we'll have some travel but to and from, because the economies just can't cope. They no, won't, 100%. They won't. They won't be able to, you know, not have tourism for 15, 18 months. Exactly right, yeah. It's can't. Something, yeah, there's a lot of people sort of hurting at the moment, especially, yeah, tourism's killer. Yeah, 100%. Um, do you follow sports? Do you, you um, sport? Yeah, I love the footy. Yeah. NRL, cool. not the other sort of footy. Yeah. <laughs> um, How have you found, okay, for me, because, I, lo- I, you know, I love footy yeah. as well, I haven't enjoyed a season like 2020 for a long time I find it exciting I find There's all There's so much drama On and off the field 100% Yeah How do, how do you find All the yeah, rule the, changes And the I think yeah A couple of rule changes Definitely made it a bit more Entertaining I think a lot of injuries Due to like the short preparation and yeah, heaps um, in there Heaps of injuries So it sort of brings Some of the You know For the Roosters for instance And um, Melbourne That like, brings them to the Back to the field A little yeah. bit So yep. Yeah Yeah There's just a lot of games Now you just don't know What's going to happen Yeah Who do you follow I follow the Knights just for the record, Josh Jackson is no good, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was so passionate about it. I love you, Mike, oh, but nah. Mate. He's not a bad player, but mate. he's not a great player. <laughs> I was watching that the other day. Mate, I love Rito, mate. Yeah. Like that, the passion from yeah. him is just second to none. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. So that is just the best. Like yeah. I've listened back to that podcast a few times. Yeah, I was listening a couple I just of days ago. Piss myself laughing. You're <laughs> <laughs> so shocked by Sammy just saying he's <laughs> no good. What do you mean? What? <laughs> Josh Jackson? Yeah. Anyone's on the market. He's a good player. He's a good player, oh, but he's not. Yeah. You, you can't compare him to some of the others. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like when he played State of Origin, man, he was back. Like go back three years, three to four years. Um, yeah, man, I. Josh Jackson was probably the first one I was picking for New South Wales. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I get where Rido's coming from. Um, it's just like if we're starting a new franchise <laughs> yeah, next exactly year, he's definitely not not in my mind anyway. No, nah, no. Nah. Uh, but no, nah, I love Rido. I love doing the podcast. Um, the yeah, yeah. I've listened to a couple of those. Sammy seems and Rido. like a lot of fun. Like it's awesome. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So Knights, what do you think of... Oh, Blake Green. Yeah, I know. That was such a good addition to the Knights, but um, yeah, it didn't last very long. I think mm. it took a lot of pressure off Pierce and um, even Ponga as well. Didn't have to try to do everything himself. But yeah, yeah. Pierce, their, their kicking game hasn't been too good and Green sort of brought a bit more sort of calmness to that. But yeah, yeah. no good for Green. I think he's going to the Bulldogs now, I read today. Yeah, he signed one year deal next year with the Bulldogs. Yeah, him and Josh Jackson, the, the old men. <laughs> <laughs> um. Mate, you should be happy Tyson Frizzell's coming to the club. Yeah, gun player. How so, long have you supported the Knights for and why the um, Knights? I think since around 97 when they won the grand final against Manly. That was awesome. Always, always been a big um, Joey Johns fan. I think that's where we sort of yep. turned to the Knights. My whole family goes for Parramatta. A heap of my mates go for Parramatta. 
pretty enjoyable watching them every year thinking it's their year and not happening. <laughs> and they're doing it again this and year. It's happening again this year. They've just they've 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 gone flat. Like they're winning, but they're not winning like a, a, a premiership winning team. Yeah, they're getting by, but they're not not convincing. They went through a little phase there early after COVID. We're like, well, oh, they might be going alright, but yeah. <laughs> Got everyone, got everyone's hopes up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what they do every year. And I'm in group messages with my mates and they're like, nah, we're looking good this year. And I'm like, it's going to happen like the last 35 years. Like. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a South man. Uh, okay, so yeah. we're playing para tonight. So, um, okay, I've got my tips in. Yeah, make sure you you got an uh, hour and 15, bro. Last time with lefty, I didn't have my tips in and missed the game and I actually was going to pick the score. Get in there. Get your tips in, bro. Equal first. I've got to get them in. So my brother... While, you, while you're doing that, my brother, my sister-in-law, and my two nephews. Actually, I've got them in. I've actually picked South. Good boy. Actually, I've picked Parra tonight. Have you? Yeah, because I were, situation. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy, I'm happy so. either way. Yeah, I, I do that myself. Yeah. I just reckon South <laughs> have looked pretty good recently, and yeah, um, Parra looked a bit flat, and then the other couple that are equal leaders to me, they're big favourite betters. Mm. You know, they'd, every week they'd sort of pick eight favourites. So, yeah, if the only way you're going to get ahead is sort of picking underdog and mm. see what happens. Could yeah. be a turning point. Mate, that 97 grand final at Newcastle won. Oh, that's one of my favourite games of all time. Yeah, hundred percent. Darren Love Albert at the end. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, good for the sport too. Like a big country, well, not country, but like a big town like Newcastle, sort of winning. Like. Yeah. Where do you think Newcastle going to finish up this year? Ah, uh, sixth or seventh. I yep. can't. I don't think they got a chance. Okay, they're, they're different level. They're not in the same level as Pen- Penrith and you know Melbourne. I think it'd be Penrith Melbourne Grand Final. I've had to put my mm. money down. Jeff Tuvey picked that last night on NRL three sixty Penrith and Melbourne. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's yeah. That's it. Was the betting man? That's right. still. I still can't write off the Roosters. They find a way. Yeah. Like a few injuries to come, to come back. In the next couple of weeks, they've got Cortner to come back, Tupo. They've got uh, they've got a few. Yeah, yeah. You know, Orbison's last year. Orbison's last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Warira Hargrave's just come back. Oh, Kiri. Yeah, that's so right. So they've got, they got a few to, to come back. but um, Robertson finds a way for him to get up at the right time of the year. Yeah, I think the cream will rise to the top. And that, that top four, Panthers, um, Roosters, Melbourne... Oh, I guess the Raiders. Raiders aren't looking too bad now, but yeah, they're still they're just yeah, missing Hodgson, I think, for the season, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll see how Para we go. no chance for the, all you Parramatta fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just didn't even mention Parramatta. Yeah, wow. that's what I mean. Like, yeah. Wow. I, I, I don't even see him as a, a quiet achiever that can get up there. I just can't see him winning. Mm. They, Moses isn't mature enough. I don't think experienced enough for my liking as a... Yeah, you're right. Premiership winning team. You're right. I think they're just lacking that maturity, that yeah. one elder statesman. Yeah, so Gutherson does a good job of it. Like, he carries it. He's carried him to a couple of wins, I feel like. But, yeah, yeah, the halves aren't mature enough for me. Mm-hmm. Do you go to many games at all? No. I've been to... Newcastle's always had a thing. They've always beaten Parramatta, no matter where. Like, they'd be dead last and they always beat <laughs> Parramatta. So I've been to a couple of games with my Parramatta fan mates and... Obviously, Parra won this year, but like the last couple of years, and um, watch the Knights beat them. It's been unbelievable. Yeah, it's good, mate. Um, you had a story where you you had a good time up in Darwin. Yeah, so can you share that? Um, last minute decision. There was a Darwin trip that was sort of on offer, and it sort of got to the um, got close. I'm like, I can't do it. I got to stay for work. It's having a few beers one night, and then um, my mate Carter and Corey they um rang me and they go. Darwin's next weekend. We're booking your flight now. Just come. I was on the piss and I was like, fuck it. Just book me tickets. Turned out to be one of the best trips I've ever been on in my life. They always are. Oh, it's just last the last minute. minute. Unexpected. I'm like, I don't think much of Darwin because I've never been there. Not, didn't know what to expect. Um, so what was the purpose of it? So it was the Darwin Cup, like the horse okay. races. And then, um, yeah, one of my mates sort of had tickets through Ladbrokes. No, we pay for our flights and that, but then we were in the Ladbrokes tent for the Darwin Cup and, you know, dinner, evening, night, um, the second night we got there, or the first night we got there and, um, yeah, so on the table at the first night, the gala night, that's what it is, yeah. sitting at the gala night and um, it's me, my couple of mates, got Laurie Daly, Alfie Langer and then um, Jimmy Cassidy sitting next to me, so Very that was good. our table, there was probably 12 people on the table. Pumper. And, um, yeah, yeah, little pumper next to me and then... Um, 
little Alfie and then um, Laurie Daly. So we were sort of like, how did the night? I go? was sort of, I was sort of sober and sort of taken back a little bit. But then once I started having a few beers, everyone's just loose and laughing, and carrying on, and I still be, speak to Pumper probably once every few weeks now. He, only, he only lives. Oh, I can't remember what's called, but probably yeah, half an hour from here. So yeah, still speak to him, catch up with him every now and then. And, yeah. um, What's he doing these days? Uh, he just does a bit of guest speaking, and yep. he's got like a charity golf day and bits and pieces, and not too much. Just still, yeah, a little bit of associated with this ho- the horses, but I think he's just sort of living his life. Loves a bit of gardening, being out to his house, and yeah, he's got a mini golf course around his house and um, pristine lawns and gardens. Yeah, right. Yeah. How did you strike up the convo? Well, you were sitting next to me and we just sort of started talking. And yeah, um, what did you just talk about? Oh, I wouldn't have a clue. It was about <laughs> 40 schooners deep at this point. They had free, like, oh, they, had bottles, the they had bottles of red wine and spirits. So like, this was a massive do, this gala night. There's yeah, right. That many people there. It was unbelievable. Walking around with oysters and all this sort of carry on. Like, we, we didn't belong there, but... Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I think we, I probably yeah. started talking about horse racing as if I knew what I was talking about. And they probably Googled a couple of things to sort of <laughs> pretend I know what I'm talking about. But... Um, I don't know, I think we talked about golf and where he lived and you remember um, talking to Alfie and Laurie Daly? So after the first night, the boys sort of slept in in the morning. I was feeling like shit and I'm like, I'll fight fire with fire and get back down the pub. Hundred percent. So I think the gala night was the Friday night. No, the gala night maybe was the Saturday night and we woke up Sunday morning, one of the other boys, uh, Mark that was with us, he's a football manager, so he sort of knows Alfie and Laurie as it is. And um he goes Let's go down the pub And um, went down the pub And it was just What me. time's this? This is about 10.30 in the morning Like we went to bed <laughs> at 4 Or whatever it was Something stupid That's the best So it's about 10.30 I'm absolutely fucked I'm just like Nah I've just got to get out of bed Otherwise it's I'm going to lay Hot oh, Sweaty yeah. This was like in uh, What month we're in August So it's cold as cold down here But it's hot and sweaty up there Yeah Get down the pub Spend two, three hours Sitting at the table Me my mate Mark, Alfie Langer, Laurie Daly, just sitting there drinking beers, me and Alfie having fireball shots. It's just surreal. Like, you're surrounded by people that you see on TV and sort of elite at their sports, and we're yeah. just sitting there at a pub having a beer with them and people coming up asking for signatures off them and things like that. It's just like... Wow. But both legend blokes, like... Yeah. Not cocky, not had the time of day for you, sort of. Yeah. I've never heard a bad word about them, too. Yeah, like just always got the time of day for everyone. Yeah, and yeah. Like good time, like in in having good times. Just loved loved the beer, like yeah, yeah. We then we went to another place and we're sitting with them. And the other boys come out and getting forty shots at a time. With Ladbrokes is putting it on for us. And then <laughs> me and Alfie after then after Darwin Cup we went back to this pub. I can't remember what it was called. It was loose as as everyone went back there. Me and Alfie up on stage singing karaoke and it's just a full carry on. What are you singing? Oh, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> I would walk 500 miles. I think I remember Alfie singing that. In his, <laughs> you don't have the best, the best voice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just this, a last-minute decision to go on. It was one of the best weekends we ever had. Yeah, that's the, they always are. When yeah. You, when you, especially when all the boys are rallying around and they get they're going. Yeah. And you're humming and hiring. Then had the red-eye flight on the way home, so we were at the pub till... We were at the pub till midnight and had a 2 a.m. flight. So we went from the pub straight. 2 a.m.? Yeah, it's called the Red Eye Flight from Darwin. So we, we went straight from um, straight from the pub to the airport, flew home and then got back to Sydney at 7 in the morning and I didn't sleep on the plane and I was a mess for about a week after that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. How long did it take you to recover? Oh, at least a week. Like, just lack of sleep and alcohol abuse. But Wow. I wouldn't change it. It's one of the best memories I've got. Yeah. So, have you kept in contact with Lang, um, Alfie? And no, not, not really. really. No, like more the link through, more pumper. Like I speak to him sort of yeah, every few weeks probably. But um, yeah. I've been with my mate Mark who knows Alfie and sent a couple of photos and a bit yeah. of carry on to each other. But yeah, not too much. Had any other trips like that? Um, oh, that one's a standout. Yeah, that's the Boys cut. trips are always standouts. Yeah. But that one was next level. I think... Like you said, you, you can plan as much as you want, but yeah. a, a fully planned trip as against an unplanned trip, the, the unplanned ones with the surprise packages are always the best. 100%. You can look forward to a Bucks party for a year and yeah. it, it struggle to exceed expectations. The surprise, yeah. the surprise ones like that was just... 
Yeah. Yeah, next level. And the last minute decision, like the weekend before, like, fuck it, I'm just going to go. <laughs> just do it. Who cares? It's three nights. Yeah. But yeah. if we go again, I won't be doing the red off light the way I'm. Yeah. Mate, that's, uh, that's a killer. Oh, I, I, I caught a red eye flight from um, Perth back to Brisbane. Mate, landed in Brisbane about oh, six thirty a.m. something like that. And I was just and I couldn't sleep on the plane. Yeah, and, yeah. But we had to check out of the motel, and so you're just at the airport drinking, um, you know, from six p.m. and then you get on the flight at something like midnight, and then you're back at Sydney at or Brisbane, sorry, at six six thirty or something like that. And I was just wrecked. Yeah, yeah. Wrecked. It just takes a toll on your sleep deprivation. Yeah, yeah. So. Do you have um, any fears or phobias? Oh, I hate needles. Yeah? I just hate needles, I think. It's good. You can never be a junkie then. Yeah, exactly right. Um, remember when I was a kid, I was probably maybe seven years old, and I remember I got splinters up my finger, like four splinters the whole way up my fingernail. Oh, and I was in absolute agony. I and I remember that, being at the doctor looking at this big needle, and they wanted to give me anesthetic to get them out. And I remember just screaming. And I think th- since then... I just hate needles. And when I get blood tests, I'm like, I can't look at the needle. I'm just like, I don't want to see it. And they're like, are you sure you're all right? I'm like, I just, as long as I don't see it, I'll be all right. And just, yeah. Oh, it makes me cringe. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, uh, the sound of the, the, the bloody thing at the zen- the dentist. The zzz, oh, the yeah. That's torture. Like. <laughs> Lots of teeth accidents when I was a kid, knocking out teeth and oh, crashing yeah. push bikes and knocking out teeth and mm. fell over on a um, on a boat and smashed my teeth out on a boat and I've always had mouth injuries. So <laughs> the dentist, yeah, broken lots of bones and things like that. And they yeah, see so you ride bikes too, don't you? Yeah, a bit. I used to ride a bit of motocross, a little bit of freestyle motocross. Yeah, it was alright. I wasn't the best, but. A lot of concussions, a lot of broken bones and mm. things like that from back then. So, What have you broken? Um, I'll break everything on my left and I tear everything on my right. So <laughs> broken toe, foot, toe, foot, thumb, hand, wrist and skull. I cracked my skull when I was a teenager. That's all on the left side and I've done ligaments in my ankle, my MCL and my knee and I've got a loose joint in my shoulder that clicks um, on my right side. So... Jesus. A bit going on. Yeah. How did you do your skull? Um, I think we were 15 or 16, left school early, riding motocross bikes at my house, had a bit of a track, and then my mate around the corner had a track. I remember um, we are going from – everyone was at my house. We will go around to my mate Jason's house. I remember I had to turn the alarm on in the house and lock up the house. I had my gloves on and I was – trying to do up my helmet strap and I couldn't get it done up and everyone was already sort of taken away, already taken off. I'm like, fuck, I'll catch up to them. Come around this tight. I end up catching up to them, sort of getting past half of them, come around this sharp bend, big log on the road as a windy as day. Hit it, high-sided. Um, helmet come flying off. Oh. I landed, I think I landed on my head this <laughs> side and then there's a girl with us and she had my mate on the back of her bike and she had nowhere to go and ran over my shoulder and ran over my head. Jesus. I had like scabs on my arm in like the pattern of a motocross tyre. Wow. So I woke up in a CT scan, the CT scan, the tube. Yep. Yeah, that one. I woke up in that. That was my first memory after that. And wow. I thought I was dead. <laughs> so How long did that take to recover? Did you have surgery? I didn't have surgery. So they, they were about to fly <laughs> me to... Pen, Penrith, I was at Hawkesbury Hospital, I think. I think they were about to yep. fly me to the Penguin Hospital or whatever because they were going to cut into my skull to release the pressure because my yep. brain was swollen and things like that. But yeah. then I think mum and dad got a second opinion. They said, oh, we'll give it a bit and it sort of ended up being all right. So just it was a couple of weeks of in time. Yeah, a couple of weeks of school or a week off school. I can't remember. Oh, so lucky, man. So I blame that for my bad memory. Which yeah. My <laughs> missus won't take that for an answer, but I'm like, it's true, but like, that's a, that's a, Proper reason, I'm telling 100%. you. I don't, I don't forget things on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you don't really, you see, so you don't remember how you got to the hospital and. Nah. So mum put me on. This is like when you're 16 and you have crazy ideas. They put me on the back seat of one of the boys' bikes, and then two of them rode side by side and held me up while what? they rode back down the road. It's probably oh, 800 meters back to my house, and I reckon. I was still talking in that. I don't have any recollection, but I could remember, remember it, yeah. where the key was, what the alarm code was. I said there was 
um, a neighbour or something was there and I only moved in or a new mate that I'd only been around for a couple of months and they said I just kept looking at him saying, who are you? So, like, they yeah. sort of I had long-term memory but that short-term memory is gone and then wow. I'm sort of in an ambulance. They rang mum and mum raced home and then, um, yeah, I was just covered in blood. Mm. Raced me down to the hospital and, yeah. Parents would have freaked. Yeah. Mm. Mum was freaking out a bit. Is that the so, worst injury you've had? Yeah, that's probably the biggest incident. Yep. The other one was sort of common breaks and did my MCL like two weeks after moving to the snow for the first time. So I was in a leg ah. break. I was in a leg brace from my ankle to my groin for the first seven weeks of the snow. Oh, that would have been torture. So I was making beds with a peg leg. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, I had nothing no. else to do. I'm like, I might as well just make beds all day and yeah. um, make money and then just getting a piss every night. And Jesus. Parties. So. And just being teased by the snow. Oh, everyone else would go up the snow yeah. and I'm just sitting at home by myself and... Motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. By the time it recovered, and then it was weak, so I couldn't really properly snowboard. That was my first sort of season living down there. But still had yeah. a lot of fun with the boys. Do you, do you ride it all now? Uh, I've got a Harley and got a little one ten motocross bike. But yeah, it's finding time to do anything these days is the issue. Yeah, especially when you got two businesses. Yeah, got a wedding to plan. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> a lot going on. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Try to make some more time for myself. I think. Yeah, is is that what do you do to relax and? Uh, I like playing a bit of golf. Yep, not the greatest, but I I enjoy it a lot more than I'm good at it. <laughs> Where do you yeah. mostly play? Just at Richmondy. Yeah, mostly at Richmond or a little bit out at Limwood, Pit Town. Yeah, have you been <coughs> on any golf trips away? Nah, we've talked about it a lot, like in our punters club group that we have got going on. Do it, man. One day, <coughs> I did um a Gold Coast go- golf trip. It was four days. Yeah, yeah. Like Royal Pines, Sanctuary Cove, a um, couple of other places. And, you know, it was it was awesome. They come pick you up from the motel, bus you out to the um, golf course. You just get off the bus. There's carts waiting there for you. Yeah, so that's what you want, convenience. Sh- straight to the tee. They don't even – like, you don't even touch your clubs. Like, they get them out of the bus, hook them up to the yeah, buggy. Yeah, see – Mate, can't put a price on convenience. Nah, I feel like. definitely not. So and it's still pretty cheap too. We had one yeah. planned a couple of months ago before COVID hit to go to Hunter Valley and play golf for a few yep. days, but sort of got canned because of COVID. But yeah, yeah. If you get a chance, do it, man. Good. If you go back to what teenage years, what advice would you give to yourself now? Travel as much as you can and just enjoy life. Like you're only young once. Yeah. You think you got it hard then, but there's a million more things to worry about once you start to get older. Like, yeah. But back then, it's just oh, my parents would go away and we'd get get on the piss fifteen nights in a row and still go to work and just have the time of our lives. Like it was the funnest thing, but we still f- thought we were stressed and stuff like that. And yep. then it's like you're only young once, so make the most of it. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Good advice, man. I wish I had given myself that advice as well. Oh, hundred percent. I wish I travelled a lot. I didn't really start travelling until a bit later. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you only get one chance to see the world, I guess, and yeah. each their own, I guess. But some people aren't phased by it. But yeah, hopefully, when co- if COVID settles down and you know business, you know settles down a bit, you can start traveling again. Yeah, hundred percent. COVID's there. Yeah, biggest concern. Any goals for CrossFit coming up? No, not really. <laughs> Just again, I want to get in shape. Like I remember when I went to Europe a couple of years ago, I had a personal trainer. I wasn't doing CrossFit at that point. And I was in pretty good shape and I was so confident in myself and mm. had my shirt off everywhere and thinking I was mad. But <laughs> now I'm soggy as I'm like, there's get no way line, I'm, not even, get, I'm not even getting in a singlet at the moment. I'm <laughs> wearing t-shirts until I trim up a little bit. So I don't know. I think I just want to get in the routine. Like I'm kidding yeah. myself saying I'm going to do five, six days a week. Like yep. that's just too far out of reach. But if yeah. I can do three, maybe four days a week, um, eat pretty healthy, then that's sort of... Mate, start with two. Yeah, that's something I can be happy with, yeah. yeah. Start two with two, on. eat well, and then you add the third. Yeah, exactly. And I then wanna, on. I like the idea of like coming in on Saturday morning like you fellas do and you know, going out and getting some breakfast and training, yeah. getting some breakfast, starting your day right, and it's only 10 o'clock in the morning, you still got your whole day ahead of you. So yeah. Yeah. trying to cut back on work and not work Saturdays as much anymore and yeah. enjoy the weekends a little bit more. Are you doing this Saturday? Nah, nah, I'm playing golf Saturday morning, I think. Okay, I'll let you off with that. I'll let you off with that. I think I've got an 8 The following Saturday, but not, yeah. n- not negotiable. Uh, 6am CrossFit into yep. Black Duck uh, breakfast. Done, done. R- Rito and Sammy. I'll uh, be here. All right. Um, 
Mate, thanks so much for doing this. No worries. Thanks for, thanks well, for having um, me. I've got a couple of like just quick rapid fire questions. Yeah, for yeah. You. What's your favorite takeaway meal? Uh, Viviano's. What's that? Italian restaurant at Windsor. Yeah, what do you get there? I'll get like mussels. Um, <laughs> everything delivered. They deliver everything. We go there through COVID. Me and Bree got it at least once a week. Yeah, right. What I get? Mussels, um, oysters. They do anything. They deliver anything. Fuck, that sounds beautiful. Yeah. All of a sudden, I got real hungry. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> What's your favourite all-time movie? Sherlock Holmes, The Dark Knight. Yeah. Gladiator. Yeah, that's a good one. Gladiator is a classic. I can, they're yeah. sort of movies I can keep watching sort of over and over again. Yeah, that's right, a there's like Step Brothers. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of variety. Like there's, there's heaps of movies that I can watch multiple times. Yeah. That's when you know it's a good movie and you can watch it a couple of times yeah, and yeah. be okay with it and still find it entertaining yeah my missus gets a shit like i had sherlock home on on a couple of nights ago and she's like we're not watching this again i'm like it's all right (laughs) um gc wants to know if you're still filming the (laughs) in-betweeners i've been told that joke plenty of times mate (laughs) he's got similar similar personality traits compared to me uh to me i've been told as well so yeah cheers gc um and (laughs) Yeah. GC is he's a good person to travel with. Yeah. Gets you out of bed in the morning. He's always got something to do and motivates you. So, mate, he's. Re- he'd shout be, out to you, GC. He'd be relentless, mate, to travel with. Oh, like, mate. He's flipping coins at airports to decide where to go. Yeah. What the? <laughs> no, fuck? but he's good to travel with because he's always like, he gets you out of bed in the morning. Like, yeah. Gets you out of bed in the morning. No, let's just do it. Let's just go do it. And it sort of makes the trip better. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That. He's like a little period in Miami. He cost me. A, we missed a flight to New York from Miami <laughs> a couple of years ago because we were out partying with the Sapphire Shark. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll discuss that later, yeah. mate. Um, if you could have any elite talent or superpower, what would you have? I'd love to be good at golf. <laughs> <laughs> superpower? Um, I don't know. Love to fly because I hate traffic. It does my head in. So yeah, to fly would be pretty cool. Yeah, you don't rate traffic jams, do you? Nah, they nah, do my I head don't in. Think anyone does? Nah, um, flying's a good one, but yeah, I'd love to be able to fly. Would be good. Last question, mate. If you're down to your last twenty bucks and then it's all over, you die. How would you spend it? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Maybe some muscles. That yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have a punt back something and try to turn it into some more. Stay um, alive a bit longer. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Get something good to eat. Get a beer and a feed, maybe. Sounds good, brother. Hey, um, thanks so much again. Thanks for the beers, mate. And um yeah. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. Um so next Saturday, definitely six AM we're on, all right. All right. I'll all be right. Here. Thanks, Thanks, Jamie. mate. Cheers.